0: Hi everyone and welcome to AB Conversations where we will help you CFP your way out of it. A podcast where you get into the minds of a couple certified financial planners on how we think and feel about everyday financial planning questions and what should really matter most to you. A healthier financial life starts
1: now. Hi Ben, how you doing? I'm well Adam, how are you? Just great. I'm looking out my window that you nobody can see right now, and there's still snow outside. Yeah, seems like a never-ending daily chore to uh, relocate snow. So for those of you listening in August, uh, you're probably <laughs> thinking, what the heck are these guys talking about? <laughs> it's bright and sunny and warm. <laughs> Magic of podcasts. Yes. Yeah, so, nice, yeah. here
0: we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, today we're going to talk about trusts, and I think there's definitely a, the the common misconception that is, you know, if I don't have a ton of money, millions upon millions of dollars, then then I don't need trusts. They don't they don't right. apply to me. So we'll we'll go through, I guess, some of the reasons or some of the stories that we can share that that may not be the case. Right. Yeah, and
0: I think one easy way to think about that on, on when would a trust be relevant is to kind of go through the exercise. If, if today you had to give away everything that you own, <laughs> like everything, we're not just talking financial accounts, it's jewelry, uh, mm-hmm. it's family heirlooms, it's house, property, car, everything. Yeah. If you had to get everything away, could you confidently complete those transfers without any reservations whatsoever? And if there are some ifs, if there's some yes, but, Um, Mm -hmm. and those come to mind, then, you know, let's talk about how trust can play a role. And I think that's
1: going to include many more people than, like you said, just uh, an ultra net worth. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm just thinking of that, you know, in my my own head, it's even if it's a very specific family heirloom that you mentioned, um, you know, wanting that to go to a specific person or a specific family or member of the family, whatever the case may be. You can do that through the will, correct? Sure. Sure. Yeah, but I think this
0: is where we would actually have the conversation on um, control, right? And for you to maintain some sort of control with how things should be going after you're no longer either with us or whatever that would be, then that's the reason for a trust. So let me start selfishly for myself, right? You've got minor children too. If Mm -hmm. at some point... Money needed to be left behind. God forbid my, my wife and I passed away at the same time. Now there's money mm-hmm. that's going to care for my kids. They can't handle that at their age. Right. It's probably prudent of me to have a trust that says, here's how this needs to go for them. Almost like instructions to our babysitter, right? Here's, here's how we want things to go. This is when they mm-hmm. need to get pajamas on, brush their teeth. This is, this is <laughs> what we follow.
1: Um, it'd be the yeah. same
0: thing with money. We want it to care for this, then care for that maybe some of this can be theirs at 25, but then the rest at 30. That's control. We would want that control when we're no longer here. That's reason for a trust.
1: Yeah. And I think that's uh, certainly in our, in our world. And that scenario is, is one of the most obvious when there are, when there are minor children involved that can't manage any, you know, can't manage the funds on their own because they're not of legal age. um, That that's, that's a pretty easy one. I think, and you hit on it, right? The the use of any trust to me is, is ultimately about control and yeah. the person setting up that trust, being able to have that control long after they have passed on, right? Or, or even while they're living. But in, in my head, it's from beyond the grave being able to kind of dictate and control who gets to use the asset for what purposes and really can be yeah. super specific with the use of their funds um, once they have passed.
0: Yeah. And it's not just, I'm, I'm now thinking it's not just minor children then either. I mean, yeah, we, we right. know many different people go through challenges in life. Maybe it's an adult child that's just doesn't have the fiscal responsibility to be able to handle what may be some sort of windfall for them. So to kind of stipulate mm-hmm. how that money needs to be handled, what access there's going to be, I think this is probably important to, to share. A trust is going to have somebody that is then in control of executing what that document says, a trustee. Right. So put somebody else in control of managing those affairs until somebody else is ready to do it. Or maybe there's situations where they'll never be ready. Right. I think to a specific situation that we've been a part of for a specific client, she's mentally disabled. She's not going to be able to manage her own affairs. It was really important for mom and dad to make sure that she was going to be cared for, that money was going to be there to care for her. But she can't have access to that. She doesn't have the responsibility and and that may complicate other benefits that she gets right uh other scenarios that you can think of where these trusts pop up for us
1: yeah so going back to that control idea it's there we, we certainly see it right it's the blended families yeah um couples that both had previous uh marriages maybe they're both divorced they have children from previous marriages and now maybe they have some stepchildren that combining of families, you know, the scenario where husband and wife both married before are now coming together. The families are, are being merged. Let's say husband passes away, but he wants all the funds to take care of his his bride, his, his, his new wife now, but upon her passing, wants the money to come back to take care of his children in yeah. the future rather than just go to her and now go to her children. It's just, it's those super specific scenarios where you just you can dictate the flow of, of your assets after you're passing. You know,
0: and we've seen that even outside of the trust environment, just, you know, being really good about your beneficiary designations. Yes. And I, I think about a client situation we had last year where that wasn't that wasn't thought through, right? Leaving mm-hmm. everything to your spouse, then meant once you pass away, the spouse can dictate where that goes when maybe that wasn't including the next level of errors that you wanted to include. So I think that's a really good one. And that is more and more common, you know, as... Yeah. as the solution of relationships, you know, people go through challenges, remarriage, control, that one makes complete sense to me.
1: Yeah. And we kind of talked about the children, but another scenario there is let's say there's adult children now that have married, started their own families. Um, We'll just say that they, you know, you may not be a a strong fan of your son or (laughs) daughter-in-law and you would, you would want to protect that asset from any potential, again, Dissolution of a relationship who knows bad things that can that can happen on that side of things. But again, it's ultimately ultimately about control and who you want the asset to to help in the future, or or who you want to have access um, to your to your funds down the road. Yeah, and I think that is a really important
0: one to bring up too. Um, Again, we brought up minor children we brought up special needs we brought up blended families, I think. Even when you want some sort of degree of control or privacy on what is going mm-hmm. where, you know, that's the other reason for trusts in certain situations. Again, depending on what the family wealth is, maybe that becomes more sensitive. But, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're certainly able to not have a trust be as public um, right. as a will really could be. Um, and that's kind of the idea, too, of the trust that not only is it private, but it can carry on past, One lifespan, right? It is its own entity, so Mm -hmm. it really can be something that is there for more multi generational wealth than just flopping assets or giving directly to heirs, as would typically occur with any financial account or through the will. Yep, yes. So, I got another one that comes to mind. Um, you know, I think charitable giving, you know, is sometimes where we talk about trusts, um, where you're able to gift money out of your estate into some sort of charitable entity that may give you either some sort of retained interest and then go to charity at your death or the other way around that could give income to some sort of charity but then comes back to your family afterwards that too is a trust
1: that gives you some sort of degree of control yeah and i think in trying to figure all this out right how, how do i know with my situation there's there's all these different we know there's all these different kinds of trusts and they're all for specific situations, you know, what is that process to kind of go through with a client or, or somebody to try to determine what's going to actually fit for my situation, right? If, if we're, we're assuming that not everybody yeah. thinks, hey, I don't need a trust. I don't have a ton of money. I'm going to leave it to these few people and, you know, have it be that simple. But yeah, what, what's the process that we go through to try to yeah. help people figure that out? Maybe we should have started there. You know, here, here we are, a bunch
0: <laughs> of certified financial planners, financial planners talking about estate stuff. But, you know, it's the process really just is about understanding situations, understanding wishes, understanding family dynamics, looking around corners at what could go wrong. I mean, these are the reasons to document and think through these things. And that's a mm-hmm. big part of what we do. And while it's absolutely crucial, I think, in the later state, latter stages of life, um, I think we gave a couple examples here today where it's really for everyone to be thinking about based on what their specific goal is and what they wanna see happen. And I think as life feels more and more complicated, relationships feel complicated, taxes feel complicated, situations just feel complicated, going through this, this kind of questioning process on what do you value, what matters most to you, and then figuring out the way to document it, it's, it's like our job, that's what we do. <laughs>
1: Yes. So that was the correct answer. 100 points to you. Thank no. you. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just... yeah, it, it true. It truly is just, as we said, it, it's situational. Everybody, Everybody's values may be slightly different. What they want to see happen with with their own wealth can be slightly different um, or even vastly different. But it, it I think ultimately, when it comes to estate planning in general, it's not always a, a fun topic to kind of go through and just getting over that initial hurdle to even start that conversation yeah. is, is kind of the, the biggest one that we see. So again, if, if it's us playing a role, if it's working with an estate attorney, or ideally it's both, um, just, just start to have that conversation, start to really give thought to what you would want to see happen in your example. If you had to get rid of everything today, how yeah. would you want to see that happen? And then we can start to, to plug in some strategies that may actually fit to to get you to that to that end goal.
0: Yeah, and maybe that's a good way to wrap this up. I think, you know, we often look at ourselves as kind of that financial head coach that needs to bring together all these different facets and professionals in your life. The tax attorney and and the you know estate attorney being the two other most prominent in our mind.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you do going back to the misconception, if you do have to worry about estate taxes, right? Levels of wealth that would actually be taxed upon death then trusts are almost non-negotiable. And I right. think that's, that's where we need to play an even more important role on, on understanding the financial dynamics of not only taxes, but titling assets, A-B marital trusts, other irrevocable trusts where you're putting money outside of the estate. I'm not gonna go into these details other than <laughs> to say, there certainly is a level of wealth where what we do becomes incredibly necessary in teaming with those other professionals. So um, we're certainly gonna be a part of that process too.
1: Yeah, yep, well said.
0: So I think we probably hit most of the key points here. Um, You know, if there are blended families, if there are minor children, if there just are concerns with adult children, if there's special needs, specific gifts you want, or there's gonna be some sort of degree of privacy, charitable giving, something of that nature. These are all reasons. I don't know how many that was, but these are all reasons to have the conversations on documenting your wishes appropriately. I obviously could not agree more. Thank you for all the points. I'll look at our catalog and see how I can cash those in. Okay, sounds great. You can get a Haas Financial Group mug. <laughs> great. <laughs> Thank you for the time today.
1: Thank we'll you. See you again soon. All right, you. bye.